But right now, it's time for us to have our weekly check-in on what is happening in the U.S. this week. So Reggie Giacchini, our Global News Washington correspondent, is with us for that. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Another busy week for us to talk about. Let's start with some of the court proceedings of what is going on. And what was this press conference all about for um, former U.S. President Donald Trump? Well, I mean, it was going to be about uh, what he said was going to show rampant amounts of fraud in the election in Georgia and in the 2020 election. And it was all going to come out from his Bedminster uh, club on Monday. Turns out there's not going to be a press conference from the former president on Monday showing vast amounts of interference in the 2020 election, partly because his lawyers had said to him, look, if you do this a couple of days before you surrender in Georgia on an indictment where you were accused of making false claims about elections fraud, uh, it could pose problems for you legally. So he made a quick post on Truth Social, said that there was fraud. Uh, he's not going to talk about it publicly now, and we simply just await to see what else he has to say before the surrender date shows up. I mean, good on him for listening to his lawyers, because that was sure. probably not a good idea. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I mean, the simple fact that he put it back on social media to say, look, my lawyer said I shouldn't say this, so I'm just going to say this instead. I mean, look, it's, it, it, it's all... It's a legal dance that he's trying to do at the same time when he's running actively for uh, for the for the presidency. And I think that what we have to watch for now is the surrender date, uh, Simi, because it has to be by next Friday. The talk is that it could be maybe next Wednesday, which would suck some oxygen out of the room because that's the same day that the GOP debate is supposed to take place. Right. Of course. Now, I know there's also been some concern about threats to some of the grand jury members or the. Um, the, the, the justices or the judges who've been involved in these cases. What's going on with that? Yeah, and look, legal experts aren't surprised by this because the former president and people around him have been criticizing the process and not criticizing the problem being the actions that the former president is alleged to have um, undertaken over the last few years. In Georgia, grand jury members, uh, their names are not kept secret. They are a part of the indictment that's put forward. Their names, not their information. The problem is somebody doxed uh, a vast majority of these grand jury members. They've now had their information posted publicly. They are now facing threats. This is the same situation we saw uh, just a couple of days ago when the f the federal judge overseeing Trump's uh, 2020 case in here in Washington, she was threatened allegedly by somebody in, uh, by a woman in Texas who made uh, phone calls, left messages on a machine for Judge Chutkin. Uh, charges are now pending uh, in that case. But again, th there's, there's not a, you know, there's concern here from the legal world and also so just a sense that, look, this was going to happen because you have the former president calling these people just on TV last night, sick and deranged and blaming them as the problem. Uh, we have to get an update as well on what's been happening in Maui here, Reggie, because we're closely watching. There's a lot of criticism that the U.S. government, like specifically U.S. President Joe Biden, has not shown up, has not done more for Maui. Yeah, well, so look, there is there is criticism that the former that the former that the sitting president hasn't showed up uh, there or arrived uh, there. He's expected to be there early next week. But we have to remember when a president arrives in a disaster zone, uh, it takes away focus from the disaster to the president's visit uh, and the the logistics that are involved in getting a president into a danger zone. And the president is conscious of this. The vice president made the same comments. 
at the same time, the federal government uh, has stepped up. FEMA has been on the ground. Uh, the, uh, the ATF is now assisting in investigations, attempting to figure out how this fire started. There's also criticisms that are being placed uh, at local and state levels for the government as well uh, to why warning signs were not or warnings were not given to people on the island. We've seen the uh, emergency management chief resign from his job just the day after he said, look, if we sounded the sirens, people could get confused and run into the fire. Local politicians have said, how can you say people would run into a fire? They yeah. could see that the danger was there. <laughs> they don't uh, run into a tsunami, and that's what those for, sirens are for. And that's what those sirens are for. So I think that there's a, a, a large number of questions here. Someone is ultimately going to have to be found responsible for it. And whether the federal government takes blame or the state and the local governments share the blame here, at the end of the day, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are missing, hundreds and hundreds of people that are presumed dead. Um, and this, 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 this is this is going to be a story that, that doesn't just go away because the president comes and goes. Right. I know. And they're also taking a look at the uh, power utility, right? Because they said yeah. this could have been part of the problem. And, and, and this is interesting, Simi. So it's not just in Hawaii. This is a this is a problem across the entire United States as a whole. We've seen it play out repeatedly in Texas, where the power grid, there have been complaints that it's not being kept up to uh, the, the position that it needs to be in in order to function properly. And then here in Texas, in the winter and the summer, you see it collapse. Now in Miami, you see uh, winds and some fire can completely destroy the entire system. Sure, that may happen, but because there's not regular upkeep on these, the public utility commissions are now facing criticism for why aren't you doing something to ensure that a changing climate is not going to pose future problems to the electricity grid here. And again, that's going to be one part of what is going to be a huge and likely years-long investigation to what went wrong and how to stop it from happening again. Okay. Now, I also need you to explain to me this week, Reggie, this story about what the heck went on at this Kansas newspaper. Like, what is going on in this town with this raid? And, like, it, this sounds like something that you make up on a TV show or something. Yeah. And look, tiny, tiny little town, not even 2,000 people. They have a little newspaper there with five or six people that work. And it was raided uh, after the FBI went in, uh, took a, a computer, a couple of computers, took information, took information from filing cabinets here. And ultimately, what the initial part of the investigation was is they, they were trying to get information uh, to how somebody had posted a story that had to do with 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 somebody's driver's license information. And the newspaper says, look, none of that's true. We use public documents to do our reporting. Deep inside that, though, uh, there was one person who was looking into the police chief in the town uh, and the possibility that they left their former police chief job under some unknown circumstance here. And the question is, was this done out of retaliation for a story that was being investigated by this very small newspaper? Uh, and of course, now, you know, courts are involved. The entire nation is watching. Watching, information is being given back. And at the same time, this newspaper is now seeing an influx of subscriptions from people around the country trying to ensure, look, this is why local journalism is important, because they look into things that other people might not be looking at. Sure, it can lead to problems in the long run, but ultimately, there's now criticism against the, 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 the police, the judges who signed off on this, simply because these investigators were trying to do their job. It really backfired, didn't it? Because like all of a sudden, that story was everywhere. They thought they could get away with it because it was 
a small town, and next thing you know, it's international news. I mean, never underestimate the power of what a journalist can do. A small, mighty journalistic organization with four or five people has the power to do what a big national journalism organization can do as well. And look at look what the outcome can be. They can get the story, and they can also get themselves recognized to say this is why local news matters. Okay, so on a final note here, um, Reggie, you want to talk about holiday shopping? Are you, like, is this actually happening? <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. I already handed somebody in my household the Christmas list of things that here's what I would like to have uh, purchased for me for Christmas. I'm shaking I'm a, my head right now. Are I'm you kidding big, me? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Christmas in July, Hallmark Christmas movie kind of guy, would have it on every single day of the week. <laughs> oh and in the U.S., God. this is real. Uh, there was There's some of the big retailers down here, Home Depot and Lowe's, have already? put their Christmas decorations out, cost Costco has theirs out already. Um, the, the Christmas season, they don't rely on Black Friday anymore. They rely on back to school. Let's start getting the shopping out there. Let's get the the the, uh, the numbers out there. Uh, and there is a, there's an expectation that this is going to help elevate what has been lackluster spending over the holiday season for the last few years. Partially pandemic, partially inflation. But at the end of the day, they're trying to push it out there because they need the product to move, and it could work because I, I could be in line. <laughs> You will be in line. I am not ready for this, but Reggie, thank you for that. We learned something new about you this week. All Christmas every single day. I'm fine with it. <laughs> thank you for that. That's our Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington correspondent. I'm sorry, that is way too early for me. I haven't even been thinking about holiday shopping.